Welcome to our second episode of the V Podcast. Today we've got Toby Niven with us from Vectorflow. Toby, do you want to introduce yourself? Good morning, Simone. Thank you for your time today. Uh, my name is uh, Toby Niven and I work for Vectorflow. We are the first AI-enabled physical security automation platform. Uh, we're people-first innovators and we address the need for physical identity, access management. Uh, we do some in threat intelligence and SOC automation for big global access control um, systems and I cover the UK and Europe. I uh, look forward to uh, talking. Thank you. Sounds interesting. I bet you've had a, a fun few years I guess during Covid. What's what's your biggest takeaway from the last kind of three years? Uh, biggest takeaway for the last three years has been really busy. Mm. Um, obviously it's been fantastic. The work from home but generally I tend to work from home anyway and then go and see my clients as and when requested be it on a plane or train so there's generally commuting involved. Um, some of the biggest things I've seen is uh, where cyber security and the physical security meet so you have the logical side but then you still have your physical side and how that meets. Uh, the extra emphasis on cyber security uh, where people are located, where they're working from, where they say they're working from and where they actually are working from seem to be two different places, these these things. Um, I see with the, with the, the younger generation than me that the, the dream we always had when we were 20 was, yeah, we can take a laptop and work anywhere in the world. That was generally physically you couldn't do it because of connectivity. Now you can go and rent an apartment in for three months in Spain and go and work there for three months if you haven't got the commitments and you're still doing a day's work, which I think is great if you're into travel. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think if I if I didn't have my dog, I would have definitely have gone and done that for a little bit by now. Um, but hey ho, <laughs> I, lo I love this. She's worth it. Um, but exactly. Yeah. You know, you're working with some really big kind of global organisations, and I guess the thing that has really been questioned and challenged over the last few years is like, what is the purpose of the office? What 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 do you think the purpose of the office is? As somebody that works remotely but then works with people in the office, what what stands out for you? I think uh, when I actually talk across the thing, the, the the workplace, talk to different people, different age groups. Um, the office is the, you know, it, it, it captures up what that business is about, what you've obviously trained to go and do. And I think, you know, people are social animals um, and they don't like working remote too long and actually having team games, team sports and, you know, get, get, get gatherings in offices inspires and collaboration gets projects moving and it's where ideas and best practice gets laid and, and move forward. Yeah. Um, I think the office has become more flexible, um, which I think is great. Um, and, you know, when I look at some of the, the, the bigger offices and the bigger campuses that we go to around Europe and in London and places, yeah, they're, they're, they're great holistic places to actually go and work. But I think the balance is very good. Um, and you've got everything on, on, on tap to go and work there. And, um, I think if you're uh, a younger person now, you've probably got an opportunity to go a bit further up the, the food chain a bit quicker because 
uh, your older groups are tending probably not to go in the office as much. So if you're doing your four to five days a week in the office, you're the one that's going to be seen, aren't you, rather than everybody else? Yeah, that's an interesting point. And I think, you know, you we talk about office attendance. And I guess when people do choose then to go to the office, the thing that they want it to be is a good experience. You know, it's got to have that that kind of not necessarily wow factor, but it's got to leave you with that bit of a lasting impression of that somewhere where I want to go back to. Um, and I guess, you know, we both work in the industry of experience and journeys. Like, how, how do you think, you know, what we do is impacting office attendance necessarily, you know, from a security and experience point of view? I, th I think it's made a huge difference now. I mean, you know, when you, when you go A grade, you know, you can take your... I mean, we, 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 in my world, we get the other issue of people going to live in the office in, for two weeks. You know, we get ex-employees, people come to me and go, oh, I've got ex-employees coming in and they're staying in our A-grade a space. Of course they are. It's better than the local Holiday Inn. <laughs> so, so why wouldn't they use it? But the point is, it's using it and respecting it because if you don't respect it, you won't have it. Um, and I think also with offices now, it's actually more the space is more closed. So you actually have to book in to go into an office because we want to make sure you've got a desk. We want to make sure FM are providing you a canteen, a coffee, and actually the, the people you need to meet have got all going to be meeting in the same area. That's that's realistically where we're, where we're at. And from a security and an FM point of view, it's about making sure you're safe from the minute you get, you know, from the street to the seat, that you have a place and it's a nice, safe environment that you can actually go and do a day's work. Yeah, yeah. So I guess a little plug for Vectorflow. Tell us a little bit about how you can interface in that in that journey. So uh, Vectorflow, we are um, probably the first um, AI-based um, physical identity management platform. So that's quite a big mouthful, but fundamentally, if you talk to most global organizations, they would have had mergers and acquisitions over the years, and they'll have different access control systems working globally across the across their estate. Now, what we do is we will manage your little white plastic card or your mobile identity across the estate for you. So for you as a user you'll be able to go well i can go into london i can go to newcastle i can go to the edinburgh office i'm going to paris next week and i'm then going to dublin in two weeks time can i have access to the buildings i can go on my portal and i can request access to those places and when i turn up i've got a seamless transaction i can just go into the office and go straight to work i'm not waiting looking for security looking for someone to let me in on a wet rainy tuesday uh, the reality is we manage that identity across all those different systems, um, which is interesting. Uh, and we now engage with um, other third-party systems, things like Everbridge for weather alerts, service now so people can raise tickets for, a, I've lost my laptop, I've lost a card. We can manage that all from our portal for people. Um, and that's just a very simple journey. It might be, Simone, you want to invite someone into the building. Uh, when you invite them in, you want to make sure, you know, simple stuff. They've got a Google map of how to find you from the station they come in from. Um, you might want to give them a, a, a QR code so they can swipe through the front door or the front turnstile 
and go to the coffee lounge and get a free coffee while, and you you know you've got a ping to say they've come into reception you might want to give them a temporary card for the for the visit um you know and that's what a lot of corporate banks have been asking for is we're taking on you know we're going to see a thousand graduates this year we want to give them all the best experience because guess what all the other corporate banks are going to see them as well and we're only going to take five of these people on and we want the best so we have to give them the best experience from the minute they arrive and that goes for customers as well yeah absolutely and i think you know because we know that you know if you have a poor experience you just don't want to go back there and you know i was i was speaking to one of my friends the other night ali and you know the thing that he said is you know let's say you go to a restaurant and let's say the the food is awful but the service is excellent you kind of left with that oh well they were nice about it like i'll i'll give it another go kind of thing and you have a conversation if the food's all right and the service is great again you're going to go back if the food's awful and the service is awful you're just definitely never going to go back and i think it's that that service layer isn't it that that kind of um the nice thing the the, the, the bit of a fluffier I, I i've always said that and it's about that it's about the the whole experience and actually being a destination you know if we if, if we're going to go shopping with the family we'll go to a destination town where we can walk around park up for the day and have a coffee and you know full well your children are going to want to go here 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 and here so you want a nice place to go and do that um and it's the same with going to work for a business if you're um going in but also from the business element side you know, we want to know who's coming in. We want to know how many people we're going to put on reception that day or how many um, rooms are going to be available. <clears throat> so there's a whole experience in about managing people in and out of the building effectively. And also compliance will come along, go, can we have a compliance report of who's coming in and out of the building? And, you know, you've got people banging their head because they know that's days of work to pull those reports together. And actually, I can, we, you know, we use the data smartly so that data is available depending on your role within an organization and how often you want it. It's, it's all on tap. It's just about getting those data silos out of the systems and, and, and making it manageable. Yeah, um, God, how, how times have changed. And I think I look back to when I managed a ledger center, which was, you know, I'm probably talking like 12 years ago now. And uh, I remember we had a fob access system into the ledger suite that was on site. And then there was a fob access system into the residential apartments. And guess what? Two separate fobs. And um, it was a nightmare. So not only two separate fobs, but then you're managing people's access. And then at the end of a month, I'd be reporting on the data. I would genuinely spend two, three days a month getting the data together to look at how many people have been in a ledger suite, what time was the peak time, what when when do we need to have the most staff resources available, and so on. And it, honestly, it was just absolute nightmare because people lose the fob for the ledger centre, yet they've still got the fob for the apartment or vice versa, and you're always trying to manage that and then get the right data. People always get the fobs mixed up as well and try and get in the ledger centre with their house apartment fob. It was just, oh, yeah, I'm getting PTSD thinking about it. <laughs> well, imagine it tenfold. Yeah. People are like herding cats. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> really are, yeah. And uh, you imagine that tenfold. Um, you know, I get some of the simple stuff we, we, we actually solve is just the 
managing the joiner move the lever process into a business you know you i for years you'd speak to security and they go oh hold on a minute we've had a call down from hr someone's walking around the building that was fired on friday they haven't told security that that disconnect we solve stuff like that so you remove people from access so they're not living in your a-grade office for two weeks because they knew someone on security and security said oh can I have another pass all that is gone and also we manage people in the right groups so if you're a nine to five employee you're a nine to five employee if you start coming at the weekends it will flag up to say why is toby coming in at the weekends why is he badging all these other doors why is he trying to get into the data center why is he trying to get into the comms cupboard it flags and that will go to the line manager i would have received an email to say if you need access to this please talk to security and it gives me a risk it gives me a risk score again comes down to compliance uh, it's all simple stuff that goes on in the background within, uh, you know, a, a grade A PIM solution. Um, and those are the things that we solve on a day to day business. Some of the other stuff we do is really quite smart, which is picture capture. So if you're joining, we will capture your picture and process it. So they're all captured the right way. That takes the pain out of badging managers completely. And, and I talk to other customers and I go, well, how many emails did it take to get someone on, onboarded into the business before I joined? And they'll go a minimum of 15. And we mapped it out from HR to security to line manager back and back. And it goes backwards and forwards. We, we, get, that to, we get that down to three emails. So we, we tidy the whole thing up completely. Um, and it really just depends on what what you're looking to try and resolve so we always start at the problem first and work back rather than going we've got this lovely big fluffy solution you know it's we do things in in bits you don't have to have everything you could have just a, a, a you could have a, a visitor solution you might just want our i pick piece for badging or you might want some of our um soc our security operations center solutions for just reducing uh, the noise of alarms and actually identifying why an alarm is and removing them from the stack. Um, so yeah, it's uh, there's a whole piece. So obviously, you know, we want the nice fluffy experience when we go in an office. Oh, it's nice and clean. I got a desk. The loos are clean. I actually got my work done. I got on the Wi-Fi. Every I saw all my colleagues. We did this. We did that. And then I can leave my my laptop, for instance, in a secure locker. And then I can go out for the evening. Come back the following day. Or you know, come back and take my laptop home when I go home. So, you know, it, it it's that flexibility, isn't it? And 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 a secure space. Yeah, and I think you know when, you know, I, I hate to necessarily result to the the headline things of the great resignation because you know some of the clickbait does kind of drive me uh, a little bit potty at times, but. You know, the you talk about the great resignation, and you you can you can see the experience and the difference that the experience is going to make on that impacting of recruitment retention. You know, what what are you seeing that's like going wrong now, or bad, or you know, ineffective, or what's costly right now to businesses? I think uh, the, the 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 big one for um, businesses within our space is having the data to map the space are they using it effectively uh, i think over the last three years we've seen a lot of people get rid of their big spaces their buildings um reduce it down because um i can think of uh, someone broadmoor on broad uh estates you know they were 
huge, but now they're all in one building and they've still got space because actually the flexibility of people working from home doesn't mean you need that space. That's the biggest impact is uh, I think the, sa the savings in real estate, um, managing stuff more effectively and, you know, you can still have a meeting anywhere, really, can't you? Off-site or Teams or Zoom or whatever your preferred PCs. But I think it's just clear communication with everything is the key for um, change. And it's just making sure you're aligned with what, what the business wants to do that you're in. Yeah. And I guess, you know, when you go and pitch to businesses and you can see the problems that they've got and you can see them almost going into ostrich mode and it's like head in the sand, what are, the, what are some of them challenges that people are just choosing to ignore right now? I think the challenges are, um, it's not really ignore. I think it's more about when a business has got the time or kind of devote a project team to deal with something because, you know, security, we, in our world, we're, you, we, no one's ever going to come up to us and shake my hand and go, oh, Toby, that was amazing what you've done for us. That is fantastic. It's the best thing ever. I'm only ever going to get, yeah, you're all right, <laughs> because because I'm a I'm a business enabler at best if I do my job correctly. At worst, I'm just a cost. And the, the, there's a change I think within the physical security piece. You know, when I have a conversation out with a global, I'm talking to cyber security with security. We're talking to HR. We're talking to workplace management. We're then talking to legal. So we're actually hitting all the C spots. We're not just talking to one and hoping for sign off. It's actually a real business decision that's going to change how they work and how they manage their identities and the compliance uh, as they move forward with that. Yeah, yeah. So if somebody was kind of going to look now at the, the security and their experience of their building today, where do you think they should start? Uh, I think they've got to look at the age of the equipment they've got on site. Does it is it fit for purpose? Um, they'll know this information. They'll have security vendors um, maintaining stuff for them. It really depends on obviously what, with real estate. Are they keeping the building? Are they getting rid of the building? Are they going to invest in it? And uh, it will come back to compliance first. Compliance will be the driver of why people are going to change and do things. Um, and what the role that building has for them. Um, you know, you're, you're talking about, with your example earlier, when you ran a ledger center, um, you imagine that tenfold if, you're a, if you've got a multi-tenanted um, office block. I mean, when I say office block, you know, you've got tenants with their own systems, you've got a landlord system. We manage that gap of getting visitors to the right floors and through the right areas. Um, just on a, on a on a very simple generic thing that's sort of bread and butter for us and yeah i mean i used to manage a corporate office and um we had you know four different tenants in our our building plus all of our team uh, members as well and obviously yeah. yeah it's the same you'd be in the middle of doing something and it's a tenant has lost a fob and they they need spares and they need to buy an extra one just trying to process everything and it was just, it was just, yeah, painful. I'm going to say access control has always been painful. <laughs> well, you'll be surprised how many people turn up on a Monday morning. And go, I've lost my card. So one of the sim one of the simple things we would do is you would go up to the kiosk, 
uh, type your, your email address into the thing. It would then send you a code. You could put it on the code. And guess what? You can print a new card there and then without even bugger it, bothering the security team. Uh, but in the meantime, it's cut all your other identities off. So until you hand that card back, all the others are none. So you don't get uh, uh, cards, multiple cards floating around the system. And I guarantee you, anyone who's worked in a business for a few years has got a few cards in their in their wallet or et cetera. And it's about managing those identities, especially where we've got legislation and governance and compliance. Um, for us, it, it, it's about providing a platform that's easy to use, easy to deploy, and you know, really dialing down on, on those bits. Um, but there's there, there's lots of things I can think of where we help. But but those are the those are the things we, we, we come across on workplace management on a day to day basis. What do you think people need to be wary of at the moment? when they're looking to review their kind of security systems um, or from an experience point of view? I think from a security point of view, there's a big move from uh, manufacturers, in one thing or another, to push into the cloud. I don't think that's a bad thing. Uh, it's going to be more around your DPA, your compliance, how long they're keeping data for. Um, some systems are a lot more mature in that space than others. Um, we're quite holistic, so we, we talk to most systems anyway, so there isn't one we haven't seen. Yeah. Um, I think on the workplace management piece from the end user point of view, um, it's really just about compliance and reports um, and, 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 and what's what you're looking to try and uh, resolve that's, you know, on your top five things to resolve, you know, this week, basically, if it's for people going globally, wondering where they are. Or, and managing them um, all the way across the board to just making sure you, you, you're improving your process, cutting down on your uh, admin, um, and getting your people more effective. You know, having five or six people sat around pushing emails about to trying to onboard people, you know, there's better things those guys can be doing. Yeah, oh God, I'm, I'm thinking of uh, my uh, old uh, HR manager that I used to work with, my good friend, and uh, I can imagine her um, having the relief of hearing that there's a better way after all the emails that get sent, because I know what it's like. Um, let's wrap up with just covering AI, because I don't think we can talk about security and access and experience <laughs> without talking about AI. Um, you know, it's, it's seemingly everywhere at the moment what you know how do you use ai okay so uh, i'll give you two sort of clear examples of how we use ai well there's 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 a few but there's some that will uh you know you'll find easier um so we use ai uh, obviously we've got data so we can use it with machine learning to give you predicted outcomes so for instance a simple one is i'm toby and i come on a tuesday to your office simone you're behind the reception desk. As I come up, I go, yeah, I've come in. Uh, I'm Toby. Uh, yeah, you're Toby Niven, aren't you? Yeah, because AI is predicting that it's probably me that's coming in on that day because it's learned over the last three or four months that of all the Tobys that are going to come in on a Tuesday, I'm probably number one. So it just means that that reception, into that, that first communication with the reception team is, oh, hi, yeah, it's Toby. He's here. He's got his card will you know give him access to the building and that is that's just a simple way ai is helping us out another one might be if, if you're a badging manager and hr have just sent you 
25 new people to onboard and you're going, all oh, right, what user group am I going to put them in within access control? AI will be on our system and it'll be in purple saying, I think you want to add them to this group because all the other ones you've added have been in that group, but this one is different. Or, you know, you need to add Simone to Toby's group because they work in the same team or they're at the same grade. So therefore they'll have the same access rights. So there's, it, it's, it's taking the, I suppose it just takes the fear out of using any system and it, it's, it's the, gives them logical defined results. Uh, that, that, those are two examples of where AI helps. Uh, another one where we just a third one really quickly where we where we help with AI is we had a lot of bonded warehouses and they had some issues with people breaking in and it was an insider risk scenario and actually we used our AI uh, to tell because we basically needed to know who else is going to those buildings that's got access but normally wouldn't go there so we pulled up a list because we use AI and Kafka and machine learning to do that. So we could easily pull the data. So we, it's there for that obscure piece that we're doing. Um, and it might be just for setting all your door contacts and your door, door helds and door force alarms um, to the right state. So those are the sort of things where we use it. Um, and you know, it's not there to replace people. It's there just to make you more effective and help you. Yeah, no, it's a good point and a nice bit to, to end on as well. So if people want to talk to you, how should they get in touch? Where should they head for more information? Um, you can uh, contact me um, at vectorflow.com or uh, my email address is uh, tniven, N-I-V-E-N, at vectorflow.com. Um, we're very easy to talk to. Uh, we can arrange web webcoms and just have a chat, really, and see where you're at, what you're what you're trying to resolve. Yeah. Or they can talk to you, Simone. Yeah, yeah, and talk to me as well. Yeah, that'd be nice. And there you have it. Today we've been speaking about everything: security, access control, and how to drive the employee experience. Hope that's been helpful. Um, if you've got any questions, of course, reach out to either one of us. Um, until next time, take care.